Welcome back to Scotty and Goss on this Wednesday morning. It all starts over there in Nagpur tomorrow. The first test, yes. Australia and India. Here, all the action with Jared Whateley and the crew on SEN, of course. And interesting enough, we've been joined by one man who was a part of the last successful Australian test team mm. to win a series in India, and that is Jason Gillespie. Appreciate your time on breakfast here on SENWA. Jace, thanks for joining us. No, no good morning, boys. Hey, Bharat Sundarayson, who's over there for SEN, has also tweeted. And, well, it's fairly fair to say this has gathered a little bit of momentum. <laughs> Controversial would be the word. I'll read the tweet with pictures. Interesting treatment of the pitch in Nagpur. The ground staff watered the entire centre of the surface and only the lengths outside the left-hander's leg stump and then rolled only the centre, stopping short every time they got the good length areas at both ends. Jason, does this come as any great shock to you? Oh, look, I think the Indian curators are looking at ways for uh, India to, I suppose, have an advantage. They feel that um, they potentially feel that uh, the spin is going to play a huge role, and, and they feel to to have the best chance of beating Australia is to uh, to have surfaces that offer, you know, or, or play to their strengths, I suppose, which is which is the slow bowling. They've got um, got some wonderful wonderful skin bowlers, and they feel. They probably feel that that's a, the best way to impact and, uh, and, and and beat Australia. So, yeah, that's not not a complete shock. No. I, I think it's wrong, Dizzy, and I've, I feel like it's um, bordering on cheating. But am I being too precious there? Am, is it is it unfair for a, a home team to design a pitch that suits them? Look, it's inter- it's always been an interesting debate. I know here in Australia and. Um, you know, we know curators under clear instructions to prepare the best possible surface they can prepare, and, and that's Australia wide. Um, you know, you might get some different thoughts depending on on where you go in Australia, but I think by and large that's what tends to happen in Australia. I know in county cricket, uh, a lot of counties will, will look to to prepare a surface that that will suit their style of play or or, or the, the the weapons they have in their in their squad, uh, but by and large, you know, you, you encourage or you want the curators to just prepare the best possible surface so that both teams, uh, both teams have got to play on it and, uh, and, and let the cricket decide, uh, you know, which team will win through, through quality performance. It's a pretty hard place to win for Australia. The last time, as we mentioned, the last time Australia won a series over there in India was when you were there back in 2004-05. And that was the first time Australia had won a series over there for 35 years. But you took nine wickets in that match, wow. in that third test. Clearly, it wasn't a spinner's wicket back then. No, I'm not even sure if it's the same ground these days, or they've at least relayed the, the square. But I, I, I remember that that series we um, uh, we got to Nagpur, which was the the third test. We won in Bangalore. We, we managed a draw in Chennai because there was some rain about on the last day, which probably saved us. Um, and then we got to Nagpur, and it was quite a surprise for us because it was actually a, a, a good grass coverage on it. You know, all us quicks uh, were licking our lips, thinking this is this is pretty good. Um, I think there were some heated discussions between uh, the Indian uh, Indian team team management and the curators there. So we didn't know what was going on there, but but certainly that surface wasn't a normal or what you would expect in India, uh, and and it certainly played to our hands. You know, we all bowled quite well. The, the seamers, uh, I was lucky, I suppose, to, to get the chocolates with the wickets, but 
Um, but we certainly uh, all, all contributed and bowled well. Um, I think from memory, I think Damien Martin, um, yeah, he was he was colossal. He was colossal that whole tour. Um, and um, yeah, I think he he got the the, the gong for man of the match. You know, on a on a surface that that aided the the seniors. Um, you know, played played wonderfully well. And but that was a, a great memory because we we won the series and uh, went two nil up with one to play. And yeah, as you just mentioned. Uh, first time in 35 years, and the Aussie side had won that since, so I think Bill Laurie's side in 69. Well, it's uh, going to be a huge task for the Australian team. So with that being said about the wicket, and they say that they've, you know, India have got their two left-hand spinners, and Australia have a very strong left-hand contingent of batters, one would imagine that there is some speculation, even though he's probably not the best spinner, that they might try and throw in Ashton Agar. If Australia's going to fight fire with fire with slow bowlers and want a left-arm spinner. Does Ashton Agar come into the equation? Um, I, I think in the Australian, uh, in the, the squad thinking, yeah, possibly. I mean, he, he's on tour, so obviously he, he, he's going to be considered. Um, but I, I think Australia will look at the surface. They'll decide what the best makeup is, whether it's, you know, how many seamers be, how many spinners, and, uh, and then that... You know, I think you, you need to you pick your best options to take 20 wickets in whichever way that goes. But look, certainly Mitch Swepson and Ashton Agar will come into contention. Uh, I, I think Todd Murphy, the young um, Victorian off-spinner, uh, will come into contention. I think the last time Australia went into a test match with, with two uh, out-and-out off-spinners, I think, was in the 80s with, uh, with Tim May and Peter Taylor. So it's been a long time since we've had two offies operating in tandem or frontline off-spinners operating in tandem for Australia. Um, that's certainly not um, not not out, out of the... Well, I suppose it's, it is a chance, uh, but I think what you're saying uh, regarding Ashton Agar and take into account the conditions that may be presented, it, it'll certainly be a chance to play. Is that you've seen, you've played everywhere, you've coached uh, everywhere to great success. So with the preparation of this wicket and the obvious angle of targeting our left-handed batsmen, who are the ones you think will handle it the best? And, and is there someone that you think this might trouble? Yeah, I, I think all the Australians will handle it probably better than you know, better than people are thinking. I, I think the Australian batting group, of, it's been um, said, I've, I've been reading a, a lot of that's uh, coming out of the camp. You know, it seems that the batting group of uh, decided to take on a real positive philosophy and how they're going to combat um, the, the slow bowling options that, that the Indians will uh, will play. Um, I, look, I, I think Usman Khawaj has shown um, some great play against spin. Um, he's really reinvented his game. Um, you know, what was seen, I suppose, earlier in his career as a bit of a weakness has become a real strength of his, and, and that's credit to Usman for how he's going about it. I know Travis Head, you know, there's a lot of talk about him having such a wonderful record at home, but he, he's still finding his feet away from home. Uh, I think you'll find Travis will be going out there with an incredibly positive mindset, and, and he, he'll look to take the spinners on. And uh, I'm pretty excited about that. I, I think this could be a uh, you know a great tour for for young Travis Head. Um, and I also think you know, and I might be biased, but the South Australians, I think Alex Carey, I think he's a wonderful player of spin, willing to take them on. He'll he'll bring out he, he'll bring out the broom. He'll play a lot of his uh, various sweeps, um, regulation and reverse, and just try to upset the rhythm of these spinners. Because I think that that seems to be what the plan's going to be from the Australian batsmen is 
the batting group is how can we upset the, the rhythm of these spinners? Because they know they're going to bowl a lot of spin. Um, how can we combat that? How can we not only survive, but, but score runs and, and put the Indian spinners on the back foot? So that, that seems to be how the Australians are going to attack it. Jason Gillespie, our guest on Breakfast with Scotty and Goss. Let's turn our attention to Shield cricket because the Big Bash is over and, of course, Scorchers were awesome. What a great final. I'm sure you took that in. You had a couple of your own uh, boys involved in the final itself, Spencer Johnson, Spencer Johnson and Nathan McSweeney. Um, are you glad you're playing the WA team first up in the Shield game because they probably would be a little dusty and a little hungover <laughs> from the long-term celebration? Although Adam Voges, I'm led to believe, has told the boys, now it's time, shelve that, we'll celebrate it maybe another time. Let's get on with the job of of of. of Clean sweeping all the trophies in in, w, in Australian cricket. What are your thoughts? Yeah, look, look WA Perth Scorchers, uh, they've been fantastic. Um, you know, they're led wonderfully well by Adam Voges, as you mentioned, and um, you know they're playing some wonderful cricket. Um, you know, our focus has got to be on what we're doing. Um, yeah, look, we were delighted. Uh, obviously, no Max Wayne, Spencer Johnson, and the opportunity to play for the Heat. In a final, uh, we we see that as a massive positive for South Australian cricket. You know, um, you know that that's that's I suppose the advantage of the the franchise system here in our country. That you know our players that are in our system for ten months of the year get get exposure to to other players, other coaching, uh, other philosophies, uh, and it can only be good for them and their learning. And um, we were absolutely delighted that they they have that opportunity. Um, but yeah, we're going into a, into a Shield game against West Australia here at Adelaide Oval, um, and we're really looking forward to that. We know WA are a really strong side and uh, a team that, that everyone tries to emulate and, and look to look to beat. Um, you know, so so we're really excited by the opportunity to play, and we know you know if we're going to compete, we we need to be at our very best, and um, and we're doing just that. We're going to be doing just that. We, we're pretty high on confidence. We, we had a good win before the big bash breakdown in Hobart against a very good Tasmanian side. So, you know, the, the confidence is high um, and we just see this as a great opportunity to, to continue to build on, on you know, what we, what we believe is, is the start of something uh, really positive for South Australia career. Um, you know, by no means it's going to be easy against w, a very good WA side, but we, we, we'll certainly be giving it our best. Yeah, we don't like the sound of this. You sound really confident. This is quite troubling. What do the boys? <laughs> what do the boys do, Dizzy, during BBL? It's a long time without Shield cricket. Do they go and play grade cricket in South Australia, or they just? Uh, is it just training? Is it intra, intra club sort of stuff? What do they do to keep their yeah, eyes sharp? Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Well, obviously, uh, quite a number of our players are involved with big bash franchises around the country. Um, for the for the at home uh, South Australian group, um, you know our our coaches that aren't involved in BBL are, are here. So that first and foremost, we wanted to give the lads a bit of a break and a bit of a blow over Christmas New Year. And, um, so the lads trained up until a few days before Christmas. Then we gave them until the New Year uh, off just to you know recharge, refresh, and and then uh, hit the ground running. But as, yeah, as you said, there's, there's great cricket to play. We we had a second of the game. Um, a couple of second eleven games tucked in there. Uh, also, we we put some scratch matches together. We got a number of Englishmen over here from county cricket who um, who are playing in the grade comp, and we had a three day game between. Uh, it was basically the South Aussies versus the Englishmen, and uh, it was just a just a good three day hit out for everyone. The Englishmen loved it. It's uh, 
opportunity for them to to uh, put all their training into practices in what is their off season and and for our boys it was great to um, put their skills against some some quality uh, quality domestic uh, English domestic players so um, so lads have had plenty of cricket uh, but now you know it starts now coming Friday we know we know we've got a huge challenge ahead of us but uh, we're quite buoyant we're quite excited uh, about the opportunity and. We'll look to put our best foot forward. Yeah, looking forward to seeing the uh, Shield season uh, resume after what has been a wonderful Big Bash uh, tournament, a resurgent uh, Big Bash tournament. Last one on the Big Bash, and you've coached against him and you've watched him and you've got a great um, eye for analysis. Do you, and we believe, we're biased, but Adam Voges has joined the chorus, do you think there is a spot for Ashton Turner as a possible white ball captain of Australia on the back of what he's achieved as captain, the word coming out from his playing group, Adam Voges' support, those from the outside looking in, that the white ball game might be where you pick the captain and he would be good enough to hold his own in the team. Do you think Ashton Turner could possibly be captain of the Australian T20 team? Well, first and foremost, um, you've got to decide whether he's good enough to to. Uh, make it as a player in the Australian setup. Um, certainly in the in the T20 format, I've got no doubt that Ashton Turner could do that. His record as a leader uh, out there in, in Perth uh, speaks for itself. Um, you know, I've I've got no doubt that that Ashton Turner would be a, a serious contender to uh, to be involved. He's you know coming up against him over many years in, in BBL um, as the captain of the Scorchers. Um, yeah, he's been a bit frustrating for us as strikers, and uh, he's he's won some games off his own bat. But I think the the respect he has from the from the Perth Scorchers players and staff there, um, you know, he, he commands respect just by being being the good person that he is and the great leader that he is. So I'd have no doubt that if that opportunity was afforded to him, um, you know, he, he'd do a fine job in Australian colours, no doubt. Would it be bold from from Cricket Australia and the selectors to go? We need a captain's captain, a bloke who is not the player in the team. Okay, I know Steve Smith did some great things in the Big Bash, but he wasn't in the T20 uh, shape of the team prior. He probably would be now. And whether he wants to be captain of that format and whether his best cricket is not being captain, Steve Smith, do you think you could pick a captain and lever him into a team or do you think you have to be in the team originally to be the captain? Oh, I think you pick your best 11 players or your best players um, and and that'll be the decision for the selectors is is Ashton Turner in the in the best team I mean he's in a unique spot because he bats in the middle order which is notoriously probably the most challenging spot in the Australian setup and and if the Australian selectors feel that um, they can bolster their side um, with a a player in the middle order there who has leadership capabilities which Ashton clearly does then you know I'd, I'd have no no hesitation in, in saying that 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 would that would be a good thing. So look, we'll have to wait and see. We'll let the dust settle. Obviously, with uh, Aaron Finch and his retirement, which is he's had a wonderful career for for Australia in um, in, in both formats in, in the white ball. So uh, they'll let the dust settle. They'll uh, they've got a bit of time between um, between uh, assignments in, in, in T20 when they cricket. So uh, it'd be interesting to see which way the uh, selectors go. Is he one of the great test matches we have over summer? Is at the Adelaide Oval. It is um, the pleasure of spending a couple of days there a long, long, long time ago. Uh, I know people that travelled 
there just for the uh, the Test match in Adelaide Oval. And the South Australian Cricket Association have made a little bold bid to pinch the uh, New Year's Test from, from the SCG. Got the irrits that they've penciled in the West Indies for you again, <laughs> which we understand completely. I think we had 8,000 people go to the one here. Uh, what are your thoughts there, mate? What are the chances of Adelaide Oval pinching the New Year's Test from Sydney? Well, they should be pretty good because we've seen time and again in Sydney that um, that weather plays a plays a role and um, you know and and affects the Sydney Test match. So I'm fully supportive of the Sackers bid. To you know, we've got the data, we've got the stats to back up uh, our bid for for the New Year's Test match. Um, you know, we, we are you know per capita we are the best supported Test match in the country and probably the world. Um, you know, so you know, for me, I'm I'm all for it. I think it'd be great to have, you know, the, the test match uh, in, in Adelaide uh, and the New Year's Test. I mean, everyone talks about traditions and, and the like, but I, I remember making my test debut for Australia in Sydney in uh, mid December. So, you know, it hasn't always been the New Year's Test. Um, you know, and, and people talk about all these traditions. Um, that's all well and good, but you know, we've seen that. Um, that weather does play a role, um, mm. you know, in the Sydney Test at that time of year. Um, let's give it to Adelaide, as I think Adelaide had put on a, an amazing show here. Uh, we put on a great show New Year's Eve for the Big Bash, um, so there's no reason why we can't put on an amazing show um, and entertainment for for everyone for the New Year's Test in Adelaide. Yeah, we're behind them, guys. We yeah. don't like Sydney anymore in well, any way, shape, or well, form. Well, if you're going to have basketball the, you, or cricket, yeah, no, we don't like the basketball. Uh, if you if you do have um, a, a test match in Adelaide on New Year's Day, the South Australians would have to watch nine New South Welshmen play in the test team. That's why they get the match. I don't know if you know that. Do the sums. Hey, Jason, appreciate your time. Good luck in the Shield starting on right. on Friday. Not too much luck. Yeah, and yeah. thanks for your opinion on everything uh, cricket. We look forward to seeing Australia and India in action starting tomorrow. No worries, guys. Thank you. See ya. Dizzy Gillespie, absolute legend, cricket legend, coach of South Australia, coach of the Adelaide Strikers and a cricket critic of great accord. This is Scott Ingalls.